not working. What was that noise? I see something outside. Don't go out there! Prepare yourselves for a dark and twisted tale. Wanna play a game? How long can you survive? I have a question for you. Shoot. If someone offered you some sort of magic pill to become the greatest writer in the world, but you don't know the side effects of the pill, would you take it? If I don't know the side effects, I think I would have to pass until, like, I would question the person, really. Be yeah. like, why isn't this more popular? Or, like, what are you hiding, basically? Because if they don't tell you the side effects, it's usually really sketchy. Well, of course. I mean, clearly it's something bad. But yeah, so that is what basically the first half of American Horror Story Double Feature, or Season 10, is about. Part 1 is called Red Tide, and we're focused on this family of three, which is Finn Whitrock, Lily Rabe, and then their young daughter, who I actually don't know the little actress's name. Finn Whitrock plays this character named Harry, who is this struggling screenwriter. You know, he's not the most amazing. He typically bounces from network to network. He gets tons of rewrites. And he ends up going to Cape Cod during the winter. So his wife can design a house, and he kind of has some privacy to write a screenplay. That being said, extreme spoilers, and welcome back to Tales of Grimm, everyone. <laughs> welcome back. I know, we keep getting into it, and then I don't do the intro, and again, it's just like letting someone in the house and then just ignoring them. Well, I like doing the intro, and then doing like the whole welcome, and then I like how we do it. Oh, okay, good, yeah. good. Although last week, I think it was too long of an intro, and That's we just fair. started going off. Oh yeah, no, we just started going <laughs> into the episode. But anyway, so yeah, so Red Tide, I so far am very much enjoying this first half. Um, for season 10 of American Horror Story, they're dividing it into two different parts, which is why it's called Double Feature. So we have Red Tide and then Death Valley, which I believe is going to be more about aliens and stuff. Oh, why do you think that? Well, I mean, in the, the cover art, we see some siren vampire looking thing making out with an alien. <laughs> so clearly aliens are coming back. Plus fans got to vote on what they wanted this season and mermaids and aliens won. Really? That's how the season yeah. started? Uh, wow, that's actually really cool. Yeah, they did a whole vote thing, and a lot of people wanted the uh, the sirens and aliens. Well, especially because like we haven't seen aliens in season two, so you know, kind of want to know more about what's going on there. I like that they actually asked the fans. Mm-hmm. Ryan Murphy's great. I love American Horror Story. <laughs> I've been watched. I watched the first episode when it premiered, like night of. Like I've been watching it for like ten years now. It's, it's a good series. But anyways, so let's go back to this season. Harry and his wife, Doris, and their daughter, Alma, are all kind of artists. So Harry, like I said, is a screenwriter. His wife is this trying to be this, like, interior designer. She's struggling a lot. She's also pregnant. And then their daughter, Alma, is a violinist, but she wants to be the greatest violinist in the world. At one point, Harry is kind of struggling, and then he bumps into two famous artists, Evan Peters and Francis Conroy. And they're playing the characters Belle Noir and Austin Summers. And they're basically, you know, 
very famous artists that come in and do the same thing that Harry's doing. They come to Cape Cod during the winter and they decide to bust out their uh, whatever thing they're doing and they make millions. But uh, what's fascinating about this season is that they are all taking this pill that makes them the greatest in their art form. You know, so Belle Noir is a writer and she writes the most amazing romance books. The downside to these pills are they turn you into blood-sucking vampire-type creatures where you're constantly craving blood. The pills only affect people that have actual talent. So if you don't have talent, you kind of turn into this pasty Nosferatu-looking thing that just is constantly craving blood. And that's kind of like this, this season summed up so far. And I have been enjoying it. Tori, what are some of your thoughts on the first three episodes? <sighs> For the first three episodes, it just feels too dark and gloomy and depressed for me. Like, I really did enjoy, what was it, um, the 19, the camp one, the 1980-something, I think? Yeah, 1988, I think it was. Yeah, that camp one. Like, I really liked that season. I liked the first season. I liked the second season. Um, I think I finished the... Coven? I think I finished Coven, and I really did enjoy that one as well. And every now and again, like, when I basically catch an episode with you, I really do like AHS. Like, it hooks me sometimes. This season, I just haven't been able to get into it, because for me, like I said, it makes me feel a little, a little depressed and <laughs> gloomy and like... Well, even the color scheme of all the episodes are very gray. Yes, yeah. very dark tones, very gray. Cape Cod is basically this small, like, fishing town in the middle of nowhere. The police chief says that there usually aren't any murders or anything like that. Well, they're in Provincetown. Cape Cod is just kind of like the landmass area. Right. Um, but still, like, a really small town kind of in nowhere. Right. <laughs> you would see, like, every time someone goes out or is even inside, they have to bundle up. So it's really cold. But I think the one thing that also gets me a bit depressed with it is because it hits home a little bit because I'm a writer. Like, I've had that struggle of just not having a passion to write at that time, but I have so many ideas I want to write down, but nothing comes out. Like, I feel that pain, <laughs> which is why some might think that I would go for it, but I still don't think I could deal with the murder aspect and the blood and the addiction. Yeah. Because it, it literally is an addictive pill. Like, once you start taking it, if you attempt to get off it and try to write again, you got nothing. But if you take it, you're the greatest ever, basically. But, uh, you gotta drink blood. And regular food makes you throw up. <laughs> yeah. You're eating a lot of steaks. I mean, that wouldn't be too bad, but still just that addiction, the hunger and the thirst and the possibility of, you know, if I do want to go back on this, like it has bigger implications of my dream is freaking ruined, basically. Right. 
Well, that and it kind of begs the question of, am I talented enough for this pill to work? Which is a scary thought for an artist. I feel like, at least that's how I feel watching that. It's like, if I were to take it, oh my god, would I be successful or would I turn to one of those bloodthirsty things? <laughs> yeah. So we obviously know that Macaulay Culkin's character and Harry and Alma, they're talented. all worthy. They're talented. The pill works. They don't turn into the gray monsters. Do you think the mom would? Yes. I mean, she questions herself whether or not she's talented. So already then she doesn't have the confidence in it. And yeah, she's going to take him and she's going to turn into one of the blood-hungry Nosferatu things. I agree. But in order for that to happen, I think that she's going to have to lose the child in one way or another. Yeah. Like, she already had a scare in this last episode of... At first, when she looked up at Alma... Like, when she, like, fell down the stairs and the police chief, like, caught her. Uh-huh. I almost thought that she, like, faked it to, like, help her daughter get out of this. The next scene was basically the, daughter, the doctors saying, like, yeah, like, you already carried at, like, five weeks at one point. Like, miscarried. You can basically still miscarry right now. Right. Like, it can still happen, so we're going to be keeping you for X amount of days, you need to be really careful, blah, 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 blah. I feel like she's going to lose that baby in some way. She may be attacked, and then in the fight she loses the baby, or she just miscarries over stress or something, but she's going to have to hit that low point of losing a child and the desperation to be ordered to take those pills and then she's going to turn into one of the great creatures which I'm also really interested because the great creatures that we've seen so far look male there's been a couple female ones they just all look kind of similar all like hairless and gray and yeah kind of Gray skin, pointed ears, weird big shoulder things. Mm. Okay, well then I guess we did see female ones. <laughs> I think one of my favorite characters so far, though, other than Macaulay Culkin, who I hope doesn't die in this, I have been really enjoying his character so much, but <laughs> Sarah Paulson as Tuberculosis Karen, oh my god, I did not recognize her. In the first episode, I just thought, oh, who is this, like, gross lady screaming at him? And then all of a sudden I heard, I, I registered the scream, and I was like, oh, that's Sarah Paulson screaming. All right, I know that one. <laughs> she has a very distinct noise <laughs> when she cries and screams. I, I do enjoy her character just because, you know, she's like this homeless lady, she's clearly sick and has tuberculosis, and she... You know, she's dreaming of, like, a life of grandeur, but then she's being forced to do horrible things by uh, Frances Conroy. At one point, she literally has to steal a baby in order for Belle Noir, Frances Conroy, to feed and basically be happy. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, God, that's so messed up. <laughs> I do get the rules, though. Because one of the rules is that they never feed in town. I get that. You don't want to feed in your own territory. Set up any red flags over there. Yeah. But when you do feed, you have to basically go after low-life criminals. Someone that would never be missed. 
Exactly. Right. Which is smart because they go on Craigslist and they basically find people that are like stole, like broken and like stole some Blu-rays or something like that. And it's cr pretty obvious when you know someone stole something. And they kill those people. So they're not like going after like innocent people at least. No, especially this past couple. Oh my god, yeah. Harry basically goes to this house on Craigslist and you know, he's trying to get blood for him and his daughter. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I'm so sorry I have to do this because inside the house, like, the girl that let him in. And, like, he, you know, we all assume he's about to eat her. And then all of a sudden, like, he gets smacked in the head with a gun. And he wakes up, like, half naked in, like, this jail cell. And there are these rules that's like, oh, you must always obey master, blah, 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 blah. And then you come to find out that this couple were basically going to have sex with him on camera and then murder him for, like, dark web videos. And you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> But he ends up getting away and kills both of them in the process. Mm-hmm. How do you like Billy Lord's character, Dr. Leslie Feldman, the dentist? You mean the dentist slash tattoo artist? Yeah. I love it. She's another one of those people that has taken the pills. So she's a really good tattoo artist. That was her passion. Art, all of that stuff. But... Her backstory of wanting to please mommy and daddy by going to dentistry school, very handy. Oh, yeah. Very. Especially since Belle Noir, I believe, says that eating gets very messy if you don't have the right teeth. So, Billy Lord's character literally shaves their teeth down to these, like, fangs. To make it more, like, animalistic. Yeah, and gives them these, like, denture-like caps over yeah. their teeth so they look normal. They t she takes molds of their teeth. I like it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a fun character. I, I always like Billy Lord in this. I mean, she's great. <laughs> I kind of want to see her more. Well, she did an episode of American Horror Stories. Basically, in this one, she's trying to have a kid, but she ends up, like, kind of using this weird demonic idol thing, but then like all these paranormal things start happening and you find out that the husband, he's like this, he's an actor and all his friends are in like film and everything like that. They decided that they were going to mess with her and make her think she's crazy. And they sent her to this insane hospital so they can get money out of her because she was like super rich. And yeah, it's this whole crazy thing, and it, it's good. I'll have to show you the episode. But she, she was fantastic in it. God, I love American Horror Story. So good. <laughs> Where else do you think this season's going? So we know that the daughter clearly is super hungry, and, you know, she, she just killed the police chief. And then on top of it, we have uh, Leslie Grossman's character, Ursula, who is the, uh, the talent agent in Hollywood. She's Harry's agent. Oh, God, she needs to die. Uh, she She's always... a sadistic bee. <laughs> she always plays such a good bad guy, though. Like, in um, the last season with the camp, she was the, uh, the camp counselor. Not counselor, but she, like, owned the camp and became, like, this rich millionaire. And she was also, like, a serial killer in it. Like, she's great. <laughs> And I have to give her props for that. Like, her acting is so spot on of her being a bad guy. Like, that's major props to any actor that can make you hate their character like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she's, uh, <laughs> she's a sadistic, money-hungry bee. So and an she needs to die. <laughs> 
So basically, yes, a Hollywood agent. <laughs> She's basically like them without taking the pills. Yeah. She's blood hungry. She's money hungry. Well, that and the fact that like she comes downstairs, clearly sees the police chief dead, and she's just playing cards with the <laughs> with the little girl. I mean, like, at this point, she already knows about the pills because of Macaulay Culkin and everything. But, you know, clearly murder doesn't bother her if she's just kind of like, meh. I mean, the whole bathtub scene, too, oh, of Macaulay Culkin. Basically, Belle Noir also have, has Macaulay Culkin's character, like, under her thumb. Her usual, like, blood supply or whatever. But she finds out that he has stolen some of her pills, and she's like, okay, well, I can't really do anything about that right now because you are one of us. But for every kill that you do, you need to bring back two, one or two thermoses for me of nice warm blood. And your first kill is going to be that Hollywood director. Or agent. Or Hollywood agent. <laughs> so he goes to... The Hollywood agent's, like, hotel room, basically. And she's waiting for him, basically, in this bathtub. Like, not afraid, just, oh, so are you going to kill me and drink my blood now? And she talks her way out of getting killed. Yeah, well, he's just like, well, I don't want to, but I have to. And she goes, huh. It's going to be hard since uh, you were going to write the next Speed Racer movie. <laughs> oh my god. I will say that was a good scene. Great writing. Yeah. Just, she needs to die. Oh my god, she she's She needs great. to. Especially since she threatened the chemist. Yeah. We finally get a look at who this chemist is. Who's played by Angelica Ross. Very talented actress as well. Has she done other AHS? She was in 1984 for last season. She was um, Donna Chambers. Is that the nurse? She was the psychologist. Yes. And yeah, and the nurse at the camp. Yeah. So this is her second season of American Horror Story she's doing. Nice. Yeah. I always like that they bring back the same people. It's fun. <laughs> it's really good. But she turns out to be this chemist, which, based on the art and knowing that mermaids are going to come in at some point, I feel like she's a mermaid. Yeah. Or sirens or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, especially because this feels more like vampires than, like, sirens, you know? Yes and no. I mean, sirens in mythology did lure sailors to their deaths. And they did have this, like, gray scales. Like, they're not like Little Mermaid-style mermaids. Right. Um, kind of hideous, grotesque almost. But their voices are hypnotic. Mm -hmm. Which is how they can get the sailors in. Um, Which I guess you can compare that with their art. Yes. Okay. Okay, I can see that. And I think it would match more since they are by the ocean. Right. And I think I did see a preview or some art or 
some scene in the trailer where I think it was actually a siren eating one of the gray people. Oh, really? Like, on the beach, yeah. If the agent takes the pills to, like, a chemist, they can basically find out what the ingredients are, but she says that they won't be able to find out how she made them. Yeah. Like, they won't know the process. And she doesn't even have it written down. So that's obviously a... A, I've either been doing this a long-ass time and you can't stop me. Or B, you got nothing on me. (laughs) Actually, okay, so I have a theory on this. So we know that the season's connected with aliens, right? Okay. Okay. I think that the chemist is actually Evan Peters' daughter from season two. Because in season two, Evan Peters' kids are basically taken by aliens. I think that would be a good connection or tie-in. Because the timeline makes sense. Because Asylum, I think, was in the 60s or 70s or early 70s when it was set. And this one was, you know, grown lady. And then by the point he has kids, I think it's already, like, in the 80s or 90s. So... I think that's going to be the tie-in. Because we don't know the chemist's name. But it would make a lot of sense. And it would be a good callback to season two. I feel like that would be more likely to come in... Oh, no. That could actually... end up working. Because he did have two daughters. No, he had a son and a daughter. In season two. I thought it was two daughters. Mm, Pretty sure it's a son and a daughter. It's been a while since I watched season two, but I'm pretty sure he had a boy and a girl. Because I remember um, the son was, which I'm pretty sure was the son, was with the one girl from the insane asylum. And then the daughter was with his wife that was taken by the aliens at the beginning of the first episode of season two. Mm-hmm. Well, then that wouldn't really match then because then the son would be biracial and no. then the daughter would be the daughter's biracial so he had the son by the girl in the in- insane yeah. asylum yeah he kind of he kind of got both of them pregnant because his wife got taken by the alien so he ended up kind of having that whole love interest with the uh, the girl from the asylum Mm-hmm. okay yeah then that could work out of like her being the daughter and then the alien half being like the sun and them working together yeah i think possibly well because both the kids kind of just like disappear i think for a little bit and then they come back and then they're like incredibly intelligent yada 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 so like i think timeline wise it could make sense because like if they're born in like late 80s early 90s i think when the kids were born Kind of works. That could be, yeah. Yeah. That's my theory on this. That's your theory? Yeah. Well, especially because we have aliens in this season, so it's got to tie in somehow. Do you think that the siren could be a different type of alien then? That's possible. There is that whole theory, like, in real world that there are aliens on Earth, but they're just deep underwater. Um, that would make sense. Yeah. Actually, there is another thing about this episode that I love, and that was kind of like the little hint basically saying that Tarantino takes these pills too. I thought that was hilarious. You know, like, he's asking Harry 
he based the agent's telling Harry that uh, Tarantino wants him to write his next script, and he's like, but Tarantino always writes his own thing. He's like, yeah, but he said something about him getting married and uh, not having the time anymore, but he feels like he knows why you do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Do you think the other interior designer, the guy that saw the oh, Dennis murder on the beach, do you think he takes the pills? Eh, maybe. Because he did say that he was a famous interior designer. For the city. For the city. And that he comes out to the beach and just feels the colors. Something or someone got killed in his apartment. And he just needs time before oh, yeah, he can go died. back. Yeah. So that could be a nod to his bloodthirst. Maybe. I mean, but he didn't say the quote that he only, uh, he mostly comes to Cape Cod in the summer. And that this was his first time in the winter. So maybe, I don't know. And all the artists typically come during the winter because Cape Cod in the summer is like, you know, kind of party, everyone spring break type of thing, I think, is what they were getting at. I've never been to Cape Cod, so I don't really know. But I think overall, with the season, why I'm enjoying it so much is because it very much reminds me of Stephen King. So, like, you typically, typically a Stephen King book or movie has, like, some sort of writer and then all these weird supernatural things. And this feels kind of like a little bit like Salem's Lot to me with the vampire type of people and mixed with, you know, just the fact that Harry's a screenwriter. So, it, it just, I don't know, that's just the vibes I get. So, I'm really enjoying this season overall. I would totally take the pill. <laughs> just random throwing that in there oh yeah i really like the season by the way i would totally take the film hey ashley in the beginning of the episode <laughs> i want to know your opinion you know you know mine i would totally take the pill yeah i'd probably do the same thing though go after like terrible people and uh try to become a very famous hollywood horror director you know be great i mean it's no different than like if you're looking at a vampire or werewolf movie they typically eat people. Eh, true. Yeah. I feel like I would allow you to do it, but I mean, hey, that would make us millionaires. Exactly. So <laughs> let you do your thing for a few months or so out of the year. Come back to me after those like three months. <laughs> no pills. <laughs> All right. On that note, do you have any final thoughts, Tori, before we wrap up this episode? Just a question to our viewers of if they would take the pill or not. Mm, yeah, let us know on social media, guys. <laughs> as well as Ty and I are actually trying to get more research out there as well. Um, so if there are any things that you want us to research, comment and we will definitely get to them. Absolutely. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. See ya.